Welcome to Witch and Goddess. I'm your host, Patty Black. I'm a witch, a teacher, and priestess. Goddess devotion is an essential part of my craft, and many goddesses are my cohorts in magic. Each episode, we explore a different goddess, her lore, and how to connect with her energetically and magically. Welcome back, witches. Thank you for listening. We've got a special little episode today. As I record this, it is Thursday, May 12th, 2022, which means, that's right, tomorrow is Friday the 13th. In fact, I believe this will be the only Friday the 13th of 2022. It can happen up to three times a year. If you've grown up or spent much time in the United States or other Western countries, then you are aware of the popular Western belief that when the 13th of any month falls on a Friday, it's bad luck possibly even dangerous. And somewhat recently, at least to my knowledge, is the counter-campaign among witchcraft and goddess communities that an occurrence of Friday the 13th is actually a good omen and possibly connected to the divine feminine. So what are the origins of this superstition, and what exactly does it have to do with witches? Well, there are lots of theories, and they involve the lore of both Fridays and the number 13 both of which we're going to look into today. So let's talk about numbers. It's been said that the number 13 is cursed. There's even a really fun word just for a fear or avoidance of the number, triskaidekaphobia. To understand a fear of 13, we need to know that 12 is considered a number of completion. For example, we all know there are 12 months in our year, 12 days of Christmas, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 inches in a foot, and more. So it's possible the number 13 makes people uneasy because it causes them to think about the unknown beyond the number 12. Basically, maybe 13 is a bad number because it follows 12. It's just one too many. And there are examples of people avoiding 13. The Code of Hammurabi, for example, supposedly omitted a 13th law from its legal rules. Though this could have definitely been a clerical error, it's often cited as proof of the historical basis for 13's bad energy. You've probably heard that it's not uncommon for builders and architects to skip the 13th floor in buildings. In the early days of building skyscrapers, around the 1880s, New York architecture experts reportedly warned developers not to go beyond the height of a 13th floor. They claimed that buildings taller than the 13th floor would potentially cause street congestion, shadows, and decrease property values. Now, who really knows if that was connected to triskaidekaphobia? But it may have contributed to the practice of eliminating the 13th floor. When numbering the floors in a tall building, they may just skip 13 and go straight to 14, so you won't see an elevator button for number 13. In some cases, builders opted to close the 13th floor to public access and simply use it as a mechanical floor. Or the 13th floor may be named 12A or 12B. These decisions could have been a result of the building owner or builder's own fears, or their desire to prevent complaints or fears of the superstitious tenants and occupants. It might be hard to rent out an apartment on the 13th floor, right? According to Wikipedia, in 2002, Based on a review of their own records, Otis Elevators estimated that 85% of the buildings with Otis brand elevators did not have a floor named the 13th. 
probably the most commonly cited basis for 13 being a quote, bad number that I've come across is the Christian story of the Last Supper. Now, if you didn't spend your youth soaking in the juice of Jesus, I'll give you a little recap. Jesus was crucified on a Friday, now observed as Good Friday. That's a little twisted, right? Anyway, the night before the crucifixion, Jesus gathered with his apostles. There were 13 people present at this meal, including Jesus and Judas, who would, of course, betray Jesus later that night. Some versions of the story say that Judas was the last or the 13th person to be seated at the table. So this reportedly began a Christian superstition that it was very bad luck to have 13 guests at a table. If that's true, it's easy to see how generations after generations of that belief, it could lead to 13 itself being associated with ill fortune. Another possible origin lies in the story of the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar were originally a Catholic military order, officially devoted to the protection of pilgrims traveling to Jerusalem. Now, they became incredibly powerful and wealthy and were active for almost 200 years in the Middle Ages. Eventually, politics betrayed them. There were rumors of black magic and other spooky, sexy goings-on, which King Philip IV of France used to justify their arrest and subsequent burning at the stake. What's the connection? The arrests of up to 600 members occurred on... Friday the 13th, 1307. The counter-argument to all of this is that 13 is not an unlucky number in many cultures around the world. In fact, it's considered lucky in some. And in Italy, the 17th day of any month is considered unlucky. In Spain and Greece, Tuesday the 13th is the ill-fated day. September 9th is dreaded in Japan. And in China, the word for the number 4 sounds similar to the word for death, so four is an unlucky number. In fact, some Chinese hotels omit the fourth floor similarly to the way Western buildings might skip the 13th floor. Could 13 actually be lucky? There are plenty of athletes who found continued success wearing the number 13. 13 may have been a traditionally lucky number to the French, and the American Colgate University considers 13 their lucky number, as it was founded, quote, by 13 men with $13, 13 prayers, and 13 articles. And what about Friday? It has a long history of being considered unlucky, although it seems unclear exactly why. Perhaps because it's known for endings, it began to be seen as an unfortunate time to begin something. A marriage, a journey, jobs. Fishermen have been known to avoid setting sail on longer trips on a Friday. It's really not so different from witches preferring to begin projects and other things on a new moon. Of course, we don't consider it superstitious. We're just adept at working with the surrounding energies. As many recent memes have pointed out, goddess devotees and witches have plenty of reasons to think of Friday the 13th as a sacred day. There are roughly 13 lunar cycles per year, and menstruating people average 13 cycles per year. 13 has also been said to be the ideal number of members in a coven, although it's certainly not a rule. The theory about 13 in a coven can be traced to Margaret Murray's largely debunked claims about ancient witch cults, but it remains in some traditions. And Friday has long been associated with the divine feminine. Venus, Frigg, and by extension Freya are all connected to Friday. In fact, 
the early origin of Friday is the day of Frigg. This may be because Friday's planetary ruler is Venus, and Frigg and Venus were sometimes associated with one another. As those of us who study goddesses know, conflation of deities is frustratingly common. So Friday does belong to these goddesses of love, sensuality, and sex. Now I know that all of your socials are filled with posts today talking about how Friday is the 13th is actually this and really that. Most of these posts and memes are conjecture and have no real evidence to back their claims, but I like the idea of reclaiming Friday the 13th, just like witches have claimed black cats and all things spooky as ours. It's whatever you make it. No doubt, the people who fear Friday the 13th will have exactly the kind of day they expect to, just like some of us will blame any inconvenience on Mercury retrograde. Are witches less prone to be afraid of bad luck superstitions because we understand magic? Are these things considered negative because of their connection to witches? Or are we witches just another scary superstition that muggles fear? Do we need to be wary of Friday the 13th? I'd say if there's a large portion of the population behaving in a paranoid fashion on any given day, then maybe be aware actually that's probably good guidance every day. I'm a firm believer that witches create their own luck. Very rarely do I feel powerless or completely at the mercy of the energies or environment around me. And I know not everyone is fortunate enough to feel that way. In fact, witchcraft was a major force that helped me remove myself from abusive and hopeless situations in the past. Five stars, highly recommend. So witches, I encourage you to grasp that tool to the degree that you are able and use it to create your own luck, to improve your lot, again, as much as you are able in your current circumstances. We all have the ability to influence our own situations to varying degrees. And when we claim that power, when we lift ourselves, even if it's only an inch at a time, we help to raise the circumstances of those around us. We help the people who love us and are connected to us, and we even help those who are merely watching. Use your magic. Witches, if you want more magic in your life, I encourage you to join my free Facebook community, Arcana. There are links to join at blackbirdmagic.com. There are also several ways to work with me personally, one-on-one or in group programs. In fact, my most transformative program is opening again in June. I haven't run this program in two years. It's a six-week program designed to help you release your doubts about your magic, heal your witch wounds, and confidently claim your own magic and rightful title as witch. If this sounds like something you could use, join Arcana to get the details or go to my Instagram bio at Witch and Goddess Pod. 